it's one thing to be in the house of God. And it's another thing when God is in the house. And I really like when God is in the house. Uh, take your Bibles, take your Bibles and, and remain standing and turn with me to Joshua chapter number one. I hope you have your Bible with you. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've supposed to have done all kinds of things today and I've forgotten about. We have the dictionaries in, 1828 dictionaries that we talked about. Uh, they are in the media center. Uh, if you'd like to pick up one, uh, we have the outlines from last week. They are there also. Uh, the, the little cards with the, 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 the books of the Bible on there, they're back there. Uh, several things back there. Just ask and say, what you got? Hey, man, they'll tell you everything they got. Uh, but anyway, we have been going through uh, the books of the Bible. Last, last week, we went Matthew, or excuse me, Genesis to De- Deuteronomy, first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, the law there. Uh, and we made it all the way through uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And, uh, and this week, the plan, <laughs> the plan was to, to go through, and now we, we, the second section in your, in your uh, Bible, Bible bookcase there is the history, the history in the Old Testament, and it covers the time of the judges and the time of the kings. Well, I knew we wasn't going to get through all that, so I just covered the time of the judges. We split that up, uh, which is Joshua, Judges, Ruth, and technically 1 Samuel, but I left 1 Samuel off. We was just going to do Joshua, uh, Judges, and Ruth today. That was the plan. Well, in the first service, I made it to Judges. In the second service, I never got out of Joshua, amen? Uh, So I'm going to have to write this stuff down to figure out who gets what next week, amen? Uh, So we're just going to go as far as we can and study what God has for us. Are you glad of that? Say amen. In Joshua chapter number one, uh, before we read, I, I, I forgot, I need, to, I need to let everybody know, if you can help us out in the parking lot, in the parking lot, we've had a, a lot of uh, issues and problems with people parking in places that's, that's causing a, a backup and a bottleneck and all that kind of thing, so we need you to really help us listen to the parking guys and park where they point you to park. Say, say amen right there. I told you, I told you, when all this building stuff goes on, it's going to get kind of chaotic, and we really need to listen to our parking guys. And here's the problem. Most of our parking guys are really nice guys. And because they're nice, they're just too nice. And how many know you can't be a parking guy and be too nice? Because they get really intimidated when you rev your motor at them, all right? And, and so, so please, please follow their directions because we got some people we can put out there. Now, now, the only reason we don't is that they're a little salty in their language, amen? So we're trying to keep them folks out of the parking lot, amen? Uh, we'll put enforcers out there and cut your tires, amen? We'll, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But if, seriously, help us. Help us. Oh, boy. Amen. Joshua 1. Joshua 1. Aren't you glad you can have a good time in the house of the Lord? Amen. Here we go. Here we go. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying... Uh, you got to understand, Joshua is the second in command. Moses has died, and it's time for Joshua to take over. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, 
the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and under the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. That's a great promise. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book, say that with me. Say it again. Say it again. This book, uh, man, I, I can't tell you how important them two words are. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way, and then thou shalt have good Father, praise you, I praise you, I praise you for your goodness and your kindness and your love and, Lord, your power that you give us and the, and the direction that you give us and the provision that you give us. And, Father, I pray right now that you'll direct every word out of my mouth. I pray that you won't let me say something I'm not supposed to. I pray that you won't let me forget something I need to say. And I pray that your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. As we study uh, these particular books of the Bible, uh, we, we have found that, that we, last week we learned the origins of humanity, the origin of, of the nation of Israel. Uh, we learned that Abraham was called into a, a, a country that he knew not of. We know that as the promised land, Canaan's land. And we know that God blessed his seed and they became as the sands of the sea and the stars of the sky. And we know the nation of Israel was kept in bondage. In, in, in Exodus, we found that for 400 years, God's people, the nation of Israel, the chosen ones, were kept in bondage and God sent a deliverer. Say amen right there. God sent somebody to set them free, and now they went, they came out by the blood, amen. They came out of bondage, they came out of slavery, and they wandered around in the wilderness, and because of their unbelief, many of them died in the wilderness. Forty years they had to go back and wander around and wander around, and, and that is the type of the Christian life in unbelief and little faith. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in little faith. I don't want to live wandering around. I don't want to live without the touch of God. I don't want to live without the best that God has to offer. I want to live in Canaan's land. Say amen. Well, now here we are. Here we are in the book of Joshua that, that, listen, the old crowd has died out. That old faithless crowd, they've died out. That old murmuring crowd, they've died out. Bunch of whiners, they're gone now. And now we have a bunch of, uh, listen, brand new crop of God's children, and they're getting ready to go over into the promised land. There's only two adults that came out of Egypt that gets to make it in the promised land, and that is Joshua and Caleb. And that was because of their faith. So here we are at the edge of the promised land. And by the way, by the way, in typology, uh, Canaan is not a type of heaven. Most people, they write songs about it, you know, uh, uh, camping in Canaan's land. I love that song. I grew up singing that when I was a kid. But, but Canaan is not a type of heaven. Most people think, oh, I'm crossing Jordan's chilly river to get over in Canaan land, like, like that's heaven. There's no death in heaven. There's no bloodshed in heaven. 
There's no deception in heaven. There's no defeat in heaven. There, oh, somebody say amen. No death in heaven. It is not a type of heaven. It is a type of the victorious Christian life. Canaan land, this whole book of Joshua is a lesson, is an illustration, is a teaching about the victorious Christian life. So the main theme of Joshua is this, victory. Say that word with me. Say it with me. Say it again. I love winning. I'm not a poor loser. I just don't like to. Are y'all with me? I've never seen a good winner that was a good loser at the same time. Amen. I like to be on the winning side. I like to be on the winning team. And I'm so glad to know that there is victory in Jesus. I want to I give you three things in, 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 in Joshua, and then we'll move on to Judges if we have time. Amen. Three things in Joshua. First, number one, I want you to see the promise of victory. The promise of victory. Here's what God tells Joshua. And you got to understand, Joshua has done been in the promised land, and he's already seen the giants. He's already seen the citadel. He's already seen Jericho. He's already seen them big old walls. He's already seen the impossible in man's eyes task that's up ahead of him. And he needs some encouragement from God. And God sits him down and says, son, before we go in, before we go across this river, I need you to understand that I will be with thee just like I was with Moses. Just like I was with Moses in Egypt. Just like I was with Moses crossing the Red Sea. Just like I was with Moses in the time of manna and the time of quail and water out of a rock. Son, I want you to know I'm going to be with thee. I will not fail thee. I will not forsake thee. There won't be one place that you go that I won't already been there and I won't already prepare the way. I promise you, you'll win every time. Every time. Not some of the time. Not part of the time. Not most of the time. You'll win every time. You got to get this. Some of y'all are thinking, why are you getting so jacked up about this? Because too many of you are thinking like losers. You need to wake up every day of your life and know that God has promised you victory, that God said you will never be defeated. God has given you power. Do you notice? Did you notice how he worded that? He said, every place that your footsteps, I have given thee. Not I'm going to, not I'm thinking about. It is already yours. All you got to do is go and take it. Ladies and gentlemen, when you wake up in the morning, the victory's already yours. He has done giving it to you. All you got to do is go get it. Say, ah, hey, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you think you're defeated, you are. If you think you're a loser, you are. If you think you won't make it, you won't. But if you get up every day of your life, stick your feet out of your bed, plant them on the ground, and say, devil, here I come. I am on the winning side. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I will not be denied. I will not be defeated. I'm on the winning side. He's promised victory. Bring him on. That's like walking around with Chuck Norris. Say amen. I was watching, y'all might not watch Chuck Norris, but I was watching Walker, Texas Ranger, and, and they had this dude in handcuffs, and he was running them jaws. Y'all know how them people are. 
Y'all watch cops. You need to watch cops. They do it. If I wasn't in these cuffs, I tell you what. And you know what Walker Texas Ranger said? Take them all. And he took them all. And y'all know what happened. And Walker Texas Ranger said, that's what I thought. Wouldn't you like to get up in the morning and just shut the mouths of every demon and devil that's on your trail? And say, I'm walking with Jesus and say, that's what I thought. You can. You can. He says it. You can. You're walking with Christ. Listen, does the Bible not say, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me? You can do it. So why are so many Christians living in defeat? Why are we getting our brains beat out by the devil? We're on the winning side. We got more talent. We got more ability. We got, we got more resources. We got better coaches. Are y'all with me? And getting our eyes beat out. I'll tell you why. B. We see there's a promise. Now, now, now what are we reading? Come on now. What are we reading? The Bible. Can the Bible lie? How many of y'all believe the Bible? So y'all believe, y'all believe we can live victorious. Right? We're on the same page. All right. So why aren't we? B, the pattern of victory. I didn't say this in the other two because I didn't think about it. Uh, but victory don't come without a fight. Victory does not come. We can't just go out there and lay down. The Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. The Bible don't say, don't pick on me. Resist. Let's go back to cops again. How many of y'all have ever seen one of them old boys resist arrest? I was with, I was with, uh, I was with Brother Travis uh, Sharp down in Birmingham, and, uh, and, and there was this big guy. I mean, big fella, big fella. And, and, and they had a, a, a little discrepancy. Uh, one, he took food from another lady, and the lady wasn't appreciative. She, 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 she threw her food in his face, and she, he got an attitude about it. He's a big fella. And this little policewoman, about this big, came running up, sticking her finger out. And, 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 and I'm thinking, oh, oh. And I'm like, this woman, she's going to get killed. This is a big old guy. He's got his back to me. I'm already thinking, all right, which she and him I'm going to kick him in? Hey, Amen. Which, which? He ain't going to beat up no woman not right in front of me. Hey, Amen. This ain't happening. She said, you get on the ground. And I thought, ma'am, do you see? And she pulled out this electronic device. I just said, you got it, baby. Hey, Amen. Pour it to it, son. Hey, Amen. And I thought to myself, fella, I don't know if you know this or not, but you better turn on TV and know what that is. You're fixing to be flopping on the ground like a piece of fish. <laughs> and thank God he gave in. Amen? But I've seen people resist arrest, and that's not what we're doing to the devil. The devil will come in and tempt us, and we just give in. We don't put up a fight. We don't try. We got to make an effort. Are y'all with me? 
Now, what kind of effort do we make? Look what the Bible says. Look what the Bible says. He says in Joshua chapter number one and verse number seven, I believe it is. Look at, look at verse number seven. If you look in your Bibles, it says this. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This, this of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. You're going to meditate on it. In other words, you're going to think about it. You're going to chew on it and you're going to do it. And when you do that, you will win. So what's the secret? Right here. It's this book. It's, it's, not, it's not Dr. Wizard down at Books A Million with 12, 12 steps to success. Save your money. It's right here. God says, as long as you follow this, you got it. You listen to it, you learn it, you live it, and you'll win every time. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now watch this, watch this. I noticed something. Because see, you can learn as much out of defeat as you can victory. Have you ever noticed that? What do you do like on the teams, in the ball teams, and you go back and you lose, you go watch the, the, you go watch the game film. In other words, you say, now how do we do this? How did we end up here? And guess what? I did that. I went back and watched the game film of Joshua and what happened. Because you see, they go across the Jordan River and they fight this big city. It's called Jericho. Jericho was a citadel. It had high walls. It was an impenetrable fortress. No way possible that they could get in there. No way possible they could defeat it. And guess what? God said, I want you to march seven times. And on that seventh day, I want you to march seven times on that seventh day. And I want you to shout when it's done and blow that trumpet. Now, that sounds like the stupidest instruction you've ever heard in your life. We're not going to build a battery. We're not going to, we don't have no, what, what is the, just shout. And guess what? When they did exactly the way God said it, guess what happened to the walls? Wham! All the walls, and by the way, they fell in. There was probably more people killed by the walls than there was the sword. But God gave them complete victory when they did it exactly the way he said you look at it, study it, study it. You, you read from Joshua 1 to Joshua 6, and God has constantly given him instructions. Do this, do that, do this, do that. And every time he did exactly what God said, God gave them the victory. Now, what's, what's the point? There's several things we can learn from this. One most important thing is what we've been, we've been discovering throughout this whole series when this whole series started. You remember a long time ago, several weeks ago, when we said that, that we can go out and try to be good on our own and, and try to live by the rules and not make it? You know what God has said? Now, Joshua, you can go out on your own and try it on your own, but you ain't going to win without me. You know, I'm not going to be able to love the unlovable without God. I'm not, now, let me, let's get real here a minute. I'm not going to be able to forgive those who have maliciously hurt me without the help of God. I'm not going to be able to defeat temptation that's great in my life without the help of God. And as long as they followed the instructions to the letter that God gave them, they won every single time. Now watch this. Watch this. This brings us to number three, or C, however you're writing it down. 
The first thing was the promise of victory. Y'all agree, the Word of God teaches we can all be victorious every time. That's what God said. Then we see the pattern. He said, stick to the book, learn the book, know the book, read the book, live the book, pray and obey. Write those two words down. Pray, obey, pray, obey, pray, obey, pray, obey. And I'll tell you why. All right, see, see. We not only see the, uh, the pattern of victory, but then we see the prevention of victory. Now, now God told Joshua in chapter 1, you will never be defeated. You will never be defeated. Is that not what he said? No man shall stand before you all. That means you ain't never going to lose. If you keep this book close to your heart, if you read this book, if you meditate on this book, if you live this book, if you do what I tell you, you'll never be defeated. But guess what I found a few chapters in the book of Joshua? Defeat. Matter of fact, it is immediately after Jericho, they go into the city of Ai. Now, some call it AI. I grew up calling it AI. Uh, it, it's spelled AI. Uh, you can call it I, AI. You can call it anything you want to call it. But it's a, little, it's a little city, and they got it handed to them. Right after Jericho, right after that great victory, right after, I mean, can you imagine how jacked up uh, the people of God are after they just defeated Jericho, after the walls come tumbling down? And I mean, they're coming out, and, and they ain't lost a man. I mean, they have not lost one soldier, not one. And here's that little rinky-dink city up on the hill. Hey, ain't nothing to that. Joshua said, hey, fellas, what y'all think about this place here? And they said, well, we'll go check it out. They went and checked it out. Come and say, ain't no sense in everybody going up there. I mean, we, they know, everybody don't need to get tired over there. Just send a few, a few up there. They'll handle it. And, and, and guess what? They went up there, and AI whooped them. I'm talking about a country boy. Say amen. Put it on. Killed several of them. And they come back, and Joshua, he's all upset, and he's crying, and he's upset, and he's mourning, and he said, what in the world? And you know what God says? Hush up. That's what my dad always used to say, dry it up, son. Have y'all ever heard that before? And did y'all ever hear this one, or I'll give you something to cry about? Did y'all ever hear that one? What was the last 15 minutes, amen? I mean, what? I'm sorry, I'm just venting unforgiveness, bitterness in my life, Amen. God says, dry it up. You've got sin in the camp. Because see, here's what happened. When they went into Jericho, you, you got to get this. Okay, you have the Jordan River here. You have the Jordan River here. They cross over that boundary and, and walk across on dry ground. And the first city in the promised land is Jericho. All right, then you have all these other cities that are going to be spoils of war. Y'all with me? When you go in and fight the war, you get the spoils of war, the gold, the silver, the cattle, all this kind of stuff. Well, Jericho was the first city in the promised land. And this is what God said. The first city, all the spoils are mine. What was Jericho? Jericho was a tithe of the promised land. I'm going to give you all of this, but that first city is mine. It's mine. It's the tithe. And guess what? Somebody stole the tithe. There's a man by the name of Achan in the middle of the battle, in the middle of the fight of Jericho. He went into this tent, and man, there was money in there. There was some cool-looking suits in there, and he stole them all, took them, and went and hid them in his tent. He stole God's 
tithe. And because of that, they were cursed. Well, there's an application there. They were cursed. And so, so because of the curse that was upon them, because of the sin that was in the camp, Joshua sent these people out to, to sure defeat. And they got whipped. And they come back. And God says, Joshua, there's sin in the camp. Now, here's what I want you to, I want you to write this down. On, on, under C, the, the, the prevention of victory. What's going to keep us from experiencing victory in our life? Two words that are so, so important because two different people two, did two different things that caused defeat. First is sin. Achan committed a trespass and it caused them to be cursed. Do you realize the quickest way to live in defeat in your life is to live in sin? The quickest way to have God's favor and his promise removed off of you is allow sin in your life. The Bible says God's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, his ears not heavy that he cannot hear, but your sins have separated you between you and your God. God is lightning in him, is no darkness at all. If we say that we have uh, uh, fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Christ cleanses from all sin. Preacher, what are you saying? Sin will cripple you. The Bible says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin. Say that with me. Every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. Well, we can be in, we can be in glory. We can have a, have, 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 a, have a great time and allow some things in our life that don't need to be there. And it just, it just shuts down the power source. That's why we can be victorious in, at Jericho one day. And the next day, be defeated with a little old rinky-dink nothing. You ever wonder why? You ever wonder why that you can have a great victory in your life and overcome a great temptation or a great something in your life? And you know God did something good. I mean, you were victorious. Then, then the very next moment or the very next day, you can be defeated by the smallest thing. I just come out of this great victory, and now I got an attitude because somebody said something sideways to me. Am I the only one that knows what that feels like? I mean, how in the world did I get victory there and I get defeated? And then I should have I been easily over this. Because the second thing, sin will cause you to be defeated. But not only that, self-confidence. Self-confidence. Now watch, Achan sinned. Achan sinned. But Joshua was self-confident. Watch this. Watch this. And I'm, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. <laughs> We're getting to judges today. Amen. <laughs> Chapter 1. God's talking to Joshua. Joshua's talking to God. It's basically like this. God said, do this. Joshua says, yes, sir. Chapter 2. God says, do this. Joshua says, yes, sir. Chapter 3. Chapter 4. Chapter 5. Cha all the way to Jericho. Everything God said, Joshua said, yes, sir. What do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? He's in communication with God. Every time he asked what he needed to do, God told him, and when he did it, they won. But watch this. AI. It says, it says in Joshua chapter 7, 
in, in verse 1. They've won the battle, but the children of Israel committed a trespass and a accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Watch what happens. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Bethaven, on the east side of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai. And make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but few. So there went up thither the people, about three thousand men, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai smote of them about thirty and six men, for they chased them from the gate even unto Sherebim and smote them in the going down. Wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. Okay, after the victory of Jericho, he said, here's this little city up here. Fellas, what do y'all think? Not one time, not one time did he ask God, what do you think we need to do, Lord? Not one time did he ask counsel. Not one time did he ask advice. Not one time did he seek the Lord in what the next step should be. Because if he had a, God would have said, son, best thing you can do is nothing. There's sin in the camp. You need to get it out. Because, see, that's what God did after he messed up. Isn't it funny? We don't come to God till we face plant. Now we come to God. Now we're broken. Now we're bruised. Now we're bloody. Oh, God. He said, oh, now you want to talk to me. And you see, if they had just asked, God would have said, you got sin in the camp. And they could have solved the problem. And then, and by the way, God gave the exact opposite counsel his friends did. Isn't that amazing? His friends said, just let a few go up. No big deal. And you know what God told them to do? Send them all up. Preacher, what are you saying? The reason some of you are living in defeat is you're listening to the wrong people. Here, let's, let's go down this list. Some of you are living in defeat because you've got known sin in your life that you will not repent and remove out of your life. So you're going to constantly be defeated. You're going to constantly live in depression. You're going to constantly live in, in a struggle, in a fight all the time because there's a sin in your life that you know is there. God has told you it's there, and you won't do anything about it. Well, do not expect victory until you deal with that sin, period. I don't care how much they prayed. I don't care how much they cried. I don't care how much they said until Achan was out of the camp. They never faced victory you better deal with the sin number two number two you got to quit getting up every morning and handling it yourself i'm gonna say this and i don't like admitting this i'm matter of fact i'm ashamed of it but i'm gonna just tell you just because because i'm human everybody's everybody's human if i can do it you can do it the week before last the week before last I was all in this stuff, man. I'm talking about elbow deep, knee deep, trying to figure out. I mean, I was in the word. 
and not as much trying to get it, but trying to get it in an edible, small enough fashion that I could preach five books of the Bible in one service, amen? But I was all in it every morning. Every I was reading, I read the, the, the uh, 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 Psalm 119, the homework I gave y'all, every single morning, Psalm 119. And man, I, I felt the touch of God. I felt the presence of God. The power of God got me through that week. And look how last week was. Last week's service, it was on like Donkey Kong. Say amen. I mean, it was awesome because I spent time with God, spent time in his word. When you spend time in his word, you're spending time with the son. Say amen. And then this week hit. This is one of the hardest weeks that I can remember in ministry. We had a, a one-week-old baby pass away. We had, a, a, listen, a family, three sisters and a brother. Their brother took his own life. We had a, 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 one of our, our, our life group leaders or, or in, 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 the, in, the, in the Awana, in, in my life group, his father passed away. Dalton, Dalton got hit on a motorcycle. Uh, Dalton McCauley got hit on a motorcycle Monday night and got busted up pretty good. And this one thing after another, and this, I'm telling you what, this week kicked me down. Now at the end of the week, I'm just like, and then something dawned on me. He said, how you doing? Uh, uh, it dawned on me that I'd gotten really busy this week. And I hadn't spent the time, in, obviously I, had, I spent time in the Word or couldn't talk on Wednesday night, but I'm just saying not like I was the week before. And you know what I was telling God? And this is what you're telling God, since we're just going to be honest and just open up and everything. When you face your day and your problems and your burdens and your issues and your situations, and you don't talk to God about it, and you don't come to him and say, please help me, you know what you're telling God? I got this. You know what God let me do this week? He let me have it. Some of the hardest funerals I've ever been to, some of the hardest visits I've, I've ever made, some of the hardest issues, and man, I had it. Have you, ever, have you ever gotten what you wanted but didn't want what you got? But you know what God says? If you, I want this. I want this fight you're in. David said it so good when he went and fought Goliath. I love this phrase. He said, the battle is the Lord's. And you know what? That little booger won. Nine and a half foot tall giant, a man of war from his youth. And little David came in. You know why? It wasn't his fight. He was just a participant. The fight was with the Lord. Are y'all with me? And I learned this week, God says, you can't do this without me, son. Now, you can try, but you're going to get your brains beat out. And ladies and gentlemen, if you expect to live in victory in your life, you better talk to God. You better spend time in his presence. Because I'm telling you, there is no issue that you'll ever face that you can get it on your own. It's going to require him. And all God's people say it. Here's the key. Pray and obey. Pray 
and obey. I've never seen anybody. I said rarely this morning, but I can't think of anybody that I know of who had a situation in their life that they didn't spend real time in prayer about that they made the wrong decision. But I have seen people that prayed and God told them and they did the opposite. I've seen that in marriages. I've seen that in the ministry. I've seen that in just life in general. It's not just pray. It's, that's almost a dirty word, isn't it? Say it with me. You want to win? You want to be undefeated? You want to win every battle, every time, in every situation? Simple as that. And all God's people say it. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Everyone stand. Father, I don't want to lose. I don't want to be defeated. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't want to have to pick up myself off the ground. I want to be standing in victory. Standing in, in victory. God, you've promised us victory, but we can't go it alone. We cannot have victory in our life with sin in our life. We cannot have victory in our life with self-confidence. Getting too busy for God. Not stopping and praying. Not stopping and asking. Not stopping and fellowshipping in, in His presence. There's no way victory will be had on our own. It's going to take walking with Him. It's going to take knowing this book. God, I pray that you will please help every Christian in this room to experience victory instead of defeat. God, I pray that your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you need to come pray, we're going to sing a verse of invitation.